0: Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling for the heavyweight
1: championship of the world. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Movie Weight Classes, the bi-weekly podcast where we figure out within a certain genre who the lightweight, heavyweight, and middleweight world champion of that genre is. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about sports movies. I'm your host, Parker. I'm joined as always by my co-host Mark and Punya. How you guys doing tonight? Doing great, doing great. Good morning. Fantastic. <laughs> good morning and good evening. And good and- night. <laughs> John Truman show on them, hell yeah! Um, so for this episode, we're talking about sports movies, and we didn't limit it to a single a single sport. We kind of we tried to get, at least I tried to on my list, tried to get a different sport for every single category, because really, in any sport you can think of, there is a sports movie out there. Hell, there's even like Vision Quest with high school wrestling. There, there's every single sport, it seems like, has a sports movie tied to it. The question I want to ask y'all is, what like, but really do you think lend themselves better to film? Um, and what sports do you think don't lot of pros on cons. I think it really oh.
0: depends depends on the type of sports, story you're trying to in terms tell. Of what kind like of a team story story sport them. can really... And I think, uh, you know, once we start sharing our picks, else. you'll see what a variety of style of sports movies there are. It's really a, a, a big umbrella that we definitely could have done several sub-episodes of.
1: I agree.
2: Yeah, and like like Mark was saying, it's like so many of these sports movies really rely on kind of like an underdog story, uh, kind of going against the odds and beating, beating it. You know, beating the enemy when no one expects you to. Uh, but I think it, like something that's interesting about like team movies versus like individual movies is it's kind of like the focus is on with a team movie, it's all about how well can the team work together. So it's really about interactions between characters whereas i guess the other one is kind of like an exploration of like one individual's uh unique talent so that's kind of uh, just kind of like an interesting like the d- different dynamic to consider with these two and what the movie will like place more weight on and like what kind of in terms of what is like the conflict that arises conflict in the team movie would obviously be conflict within the team uh whereas mm. individual could be completely just external factors
1: yeah or even more internal factors more kind of person versus person rather yeah. than or person versus self rather than person versus person when it comes to kind of you know your your general conflict uh if you pull out to a lot more of a like kind of macro level yeah for for me when it comes to sports movies especially I don't think football movies work well at all and I think it mainly it mainly comes down to the fact that you know football is one of the few sports where you can have your entire team standing on the field and not necessarily be able to tell every character apart because you know they're wearing full pads they have a helmet on you really only get a couple different shots to be able to uh, tell the different characters apart which is which is why I feel like especially in football sports movies you get a lot more close-ups and a lot more um, extreme close-ups of the character's face because you know you really just have the eyes through the face mask that you can use to uh, tell these different characters apart now a good and a sports a smart sports movie will give little distinctions to the characters like the mean linebacker will have that massive Mm -hmm. shoulder pad and neck pad like Mm -hmm. there are there are little character kind of characterizations i guess you can give to people within a football movie but like baseball to me i think is the perfect movie sport um you know, it, it, it's a sport that has a lot of start and stop action. It's a sport that is very much when you boil it down, it's really one person versus another. Yes, there's nine other people on, or eight other people on the field, but it's really the pitcher versus the hitter, which does lead to an almost like tennis level uh, of conflict and of character versus character, whereas in like basketball, football, hell, even soccer, you really don't get those one on one battles like you do in baseball that makes a lot of sense i think
0: uh you know i think the water boy would like to have a word with you first off (laughs) Um, along with remember the titans uh uh we are
1: we are Marshall. okay Uh, i'm not saying there's bad football sports movies i think In general speaking, there are more good baseball movies than there are good football movies. What do you
0: think is the sport that has been least depicted in film? Hockey. Curling.
1: Curling. I mean, curling, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But of like a big one, probably hockey. Yeah, I think hockey is probably the biggest one. I mean, off the top of my head, I could really only think of uh, Miracle and Goon for hockey movies. Mm. Is it
0: Mighty Ducks a hockey movie? Yeah. I'm oh, either.
1: fuck. The yeah, see, I
0: can't, yeah. I can't
2: oh tell how God. much of that is just like us not being interested in hockey, so we don't watch these movies, but I don't know. But I guess a lot of these I picks I do not. I, think- I didn't watch these movies because I was interested in the sport. Like, I'm not interested in golf, but I have a golf pick. So I think yeah, America cool. and by extension, Hollywood is
0: just not that interested in hockey. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, it's definitely a more northern sport. Which, yeah. I mean, I love hockey. Don't get me wrong; I have a hockey movie on my list um because I think hockey is hockey's an incredible sport. It's really the the finesse of soccer meets the violence of lacrosse and football. It's really great. There's nothing like hockey, man. Skating hurts too. Oh yeah, skating is not <laughs> that shit hurts when you <laughs> fall.
0: Not even just like when you fall, but that shit kills your ankles. Like, oh yeah Um. Anyway Man,
1: Do we want to get into our lightweights for this week? Yeah I would love to Mark you want to kick us off?
0: Yeah sure I'm starting with the, This is a film that Has a 24 million dollar budget It did not make back its budget I it made 19.2 million That's um, more than I would have thought Very few people saw this movie uh, Which is Foxcatcher Directed by Bennett Miller Written by Max Fry and Dan Futterman Uh, Starring the trio of Steve Carell, Channing Tatum, and Mark Ruffalo. This is a movie about uh, real-life Olympic wrestlers, uh, Mark Schultz and his older brother, Dave, um, and their experience with a wrestling training coach by the name of John DuPont, who is played by uh, Steve Carell. And man, this movie is basically just a vehicle... for the acting, but the, the three leads, Carell, um, Carell, Tatum, and, uh, Ruffalo are each incredible. This is something for Carell. I'm a big fan of Steve Carell. And this role is uh, something that is totally out of the norm for him. And I think he absolutely knocks it out of the park. He's the reason that this movie is noteworthy to me. The other two performances mm-hmm. are good, but he really elevates it. Um, honestly, I couldn't really tell you why this movie underperformed so hard. I think it came out the same year as like Whiplash and such. Um, but they were uh, it was nominated for, let's see, five Oscars, um, best actor, supporting actor and director. And I don't think it won anything. Um, and it just kind of flew under the radar. And after the little Oscar buzz it got, it disappeared. But I think it's a really, really good movie, really good character study
2: uh, and performance. Um, and I think it deserves some recognition. This is this is really interesting because I I think I'd seen a trailer for it a long time ago. I was really surprised to see this cast of three people in this movie, especially like so serious. Um, and... It's yeah, I feel like I heard good things about it, but then at the same time, I hadn't met anyone who had actually watched it. so yeah, that's that's cool to hear
1: i love this movie great movie. this was this movie was also i think right at the kind of tail end of the steve Carell sans where he it was almost a gimmick to see him in a serious movie being like oh that funny guy from the tv's all he's in a movie now and he's all serious in it not even the like, tail end but probably the best exam the best of those i think yeah no, that's a, that's a better way to put it. The be- it was like smack dab in the middle of the Corella songs where yeah. it's just like, oh, look at him. He's he's a he's an actual dr- dramatic actor now. It, oh, funny, funny man, do drama.
0: But at the, yeah, cause at the tail end is when we got like, welcome to Marwin. I don't know if you saw that. Um, that was not a great movie. Beautiful boy, which was a little it was good, but like a little melodramatic kind of thing. This is his best dramatic yeah. role, I think.
1: I'd agree with that. I also think uh, the director Bennett Miller does an amazing job mm-hmm. of making this location because uh, John DuPont creates this, uh, I guess, compound in like upstate New York, Pennsylvania, yeah. somewhere in that range, which is and the majority of the movie takes place on that compound like you don't really leave that compound for any of the movie at all. <laughs> And I, I think that does lend itself to the smaller budget of the movie, but it never feels – the movie never drags. The movie never feels that boring. I, I will say it is a little bit predictable in mm-hmm. the story, but I also think that's that's a fault of the movie being based off a real-life real, real life event and a real-life story. You know? Yeah. I honestly, my my initial thoughts when I hear Foxcatcher is a lightweight. I thought it was more middleweight, personally. I did not realize the budget was as low as it was. I didn't realize that this was really just a movie where they put their money into their stars and kind of banked mm-hmm. off the the talent of their stars to carry the film. And yeah, that's why I was kind
2: of surprised to see that it like was in like con film festival. And I was thinking like that's it, like, it's it almost seems like it's too big of a movie to be there, but that I, that makes a lot of sense with the small budget and they just happen to have these really good actors with it.
0: And I think this mm-hmm. is definitely a case of under. Well, I'm going to say underwhelming. I don't mean it like in the case of the movies, the underwhelming Oscar bait where like this mm-hmm. was made with the intention of getting a lot of Oscar nominations and hopefully wins. And when it didn't get the wins, that's why the movie flopped. That's why it didn't make back its budget is it because it didn't get that extra little boost it needed. You know what I mean? Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think to me, it being at the lower end of like that cusp budget between middle and lightweight, um, with the addition of it having it failing and the way it just completely dropped out of public consciousness, I think leads me to put it in lightweight, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can buy that justification.
0: Yeah.
2: What, what do you uh, guys got? You, yeah, yeah, cool. what you got for your lightweight? So for my lightweight, I have one that is, it's known as a very popular movie because it's regarded as a classic, but I think it's a lightweight because of kind of how uh, small the budget was and just kind of how scrappy the production was. Uh, it's Caddyshack. Uh, it, you know, it's the movie okay. made by the, I I might be wrong, kind of inaccurate in saying this, made by the National Lampoon Group that kind of made, you know, Animal House and made those movies. Um Mm-hmm. Created by Doug Kenny, uh, and I, I think this movie is really funny. It's it's old. It's from it's I think from 1980. Uh, it really has this like it's got the 80s movie vibe that, to it. Like uh, just like a, a bunch of like different. Uh, I mean, it definitely feels dated. <laughs> but it mostly feels like a collection of like sketches put together. I might have talked about like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on this uh, show earlier. It's kind of like that in that it they do a really good job of putting these short like little scenes together that ultimately kind of amount to to a plot. I mean, I feel like the overarching plot is not really why you watch this movie, but um, no. it's definitely just for for the jokes and like the great performances by you know Chevy Chase, um, Ronnie Dangerfield, uh, Bill Murray. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and, uh, I, I've also talked about a futile and stupid gesture, uh, on this show before, which is the movie mm-hmm. about Doug Kenny who made this movie. And in, in that movie too, they, they kind of like talk a little bit about the creation of this movie and how everyone was doing coke. It was like really like put together, like really quickly, like, uh, you know, like kind of scrappy production, which I think makes it really deserving of a lightweight title. Uh, and just because it's like, you know, regarded as like kind of. I don't know if it's like a cult classic or just a normal classic, but definitely pretty influential in, in comedy, I think. So, it was, yeah.
1: This is one of my favorite movies of all time. There's no no if and buts about it. It's uh, this is a movie that anyone that has ever stepped foot onto a golf course has had to see and know at least some lines from it because they are to this day still used ubiquitously on the course starts raining oh the heavy stuff's not coming down for quite some time now (laughs) like there is so much in this movie that really kind of informs even to this day golf culture and goddamn, dude, this is like, you're right, man. There's no plot to this movie. You don't give a shit about, uh, I, I think, what's his name? Danny, if I'm not mistaken, the yeah. main guy. Yeah. Uh, you don't give a shit about him going to college or not. You really couldn't care less. You, all you want to see is Roddy Dangerfield destroy every single scene he's in. And that's what he does.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: This was this movie. I I don't know if y'all know this. This was his kind of like breakthrough into film. Rodney Dangerfield, that is because he for a while was kind of known as your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Like he was very much known within L.A. circles and within like the comedy world. Yet had never really made that that breakthrough to the mainstream and teaming him up with Harold Ramis during like right at the start of his peak of power, you know, because Harold Ramis, after this point in four consecutive years, makes Caddyshack, Stripes and Ghostbusters like you can't you can't do better than those three movies in four years. And Caddyshack truly is like the perfect start of that. What do you think about Caddyshack, Mark?
0: Um Caddyshack is hilarious. I love Movies, how often we talked about a movie where it my movie has no plot it's just loose scenes strung together. I love that <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I did the inflation calculation the four point eight million in nineteen eighty is fifteen million today, so I think that's firmly the lightweight yeah um, feels about
1: that feels about right yeah
0: i I think this is a great pick this is a hilarious movie um I do like uh I like you keeping with the national lampoon theme uh <laughs> yeah uh yeah. And I think this movie, Animal House, um, you know, between all of those kind of movies, I think probably Animal House is my favorite. But I do think Caddyshack is uh, probably the popular choice, or at least the one I hear quoted more often. The more quotable one, I suppose. Um, Excellent pick, I think. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it's a great movie. Hilarious movie yep
1: yeah it definitely feels more middleweight than lightweight to me but i also with a budget like that i i can totally justify it being a lightweight you know
2: yeah yeah yeah. again because because it never gave me like a big budget production kind of feel to it and also just knowing mm -hmm. the little that i do about how quick and shittily they put it together uh it makes sense
0: what's crazy is that this movie probably cost uh i believe happy gilmore cost about 45 million so this cost about 30 million less than happy gilmore where did all the money and happy wow. gilmore go to adam uh, sandler it went
1: to the big guy
0: the big guy,
1: the big <laughs> the guy really guy tall the guy guys. i thought it meant adam sandler but then i realized <laughs> the actual figure of literally big guy oh um, no it all went to, it all went to the alligator that stole Chubbs' hand <laughs> <laughs> that alligator kept the whole set at ransom oh man what do you got parker Speaking of uh, no plots and loose scenes tied together, uh-huh. when I say the director Richard Linklater, what do y'all think?
0: Um, boyhood, but I don't, and that's yeah. not what you're looking for. Okay, but yeah, I, was saying
1: I was I was fishing for an answer, and y'all just left my left my lure in the before water before sunrise. Um, no, once again, dazed and confused, you idiots. Oh, um, okay, <laughs> okay, so. Dazed and Confused is undoubtedly Richard R. Linklater's best and probably most iconic film. And it's not a sports movie. It has—you can make the justification that it is one due to Randy Pink Floyd being the quarterback and how that's kind of the central conflict of the film, but that is such a stretch pick. I can't justify it to myself. That being said, some 20 so— Years later, Linklater decides to make what I look as the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused, which is 2016's Everybody Wants Some, <laughs> which is written and directed by Linklater. Hold on, can Blake- I, can I, real
0: quick? Parker yeah, says uh, he yeah. calls this the spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused. It says that on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's it. laughs>
2: I didn't know that.
1: It's funny. <laughs> so okay it was intentional then it, yeah. it, it really it really is the sequel that we never got to dazed and confused um starring blake jenner tyler hotchin ryan guzman and wyatt russell uh, of captain america or falcon and winter soldier fame now it's about a uh college in 1980s texas and it follows a hotshot pitcher uh who's a freshman joining the team at this college And that's it. It is like the quintessential Hangout movie, and there's never been a better sports movie that really nails the kind of, I guess, stir-crazy insanity that happens when you spend just hours upon hours upon hours with a group of people. Um, and this is really like the perfect, let's just watch a bunch of really cool and interesting people be cool and interesting. And there's there's no real plot to the movie. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it surrounds around their 1980 season for baseball, but you really don't see that much actual baseball outside of practices. The movie is mainly the baseball and the sports angle of this movie is just a vehicle to get you to the house parties that they throw and the sort of like hazing that they do to their new players. And it's really just one of those films that you can just throw on and not really have to pay that much attention to the actual plot and just watch the interactions between these very, very distinct characters. Um, it had a $10 million budget, only grossed about $4.6 so it was not a success at all. And I think that's due to the fact that really outside of Wyatt Russell now, there's not really that big of a named star. And even Wyatt Russell being a star is kind of a little bit of a stretch now. But if Dazed and Confused is the quintessential 1970s movie, this really does feel like the quintessential 1980s movie. Have y'all seen this? Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you movie. think about it? Uh,
0: it's a great movie. Um, it's very cool to me in this movie, uh, the character Dale, played by Jay Quentin Johnson. Um, I mm-hmm. was able to work with Jay Quentin Johnson when I worked at the Long Center in Austin right oh, before, right before he her. filmed this. And then Linkletter liked working with him so much that he put him as like a secondary lead in Last Flag Flying, which was his next movie. <laughs> um but so like a couple of us that worked with gwen went to go see it all together and that was a very very cool experience um and this is a very cool very good movie um and it is link letter we've talked about this before when we talked about bernie um his directorial style is very unassuming it's much more yes. performance based than cinematography based hmm. i think um and like feeling with feeling aesthetic based i'd say actually The shot necessarily is not incredible, but the composition, what the shot is of, like the dressing, the costumes, the characters, like he does all of that very, very well. It all feels very natural and real.
1: The costuming, especially.
0: Yes, the costuming in this movie, especially because like you say 80s and that sounds like very like, you know. Ridiculous, like, and people often go ridiculous with 80s. This is like real 80s fashion that looks really cool. Like, I would wear a lot of it,
1: and it's still very vibrant without being over the top. Um, yeah, like, it it doesn't feel like Wonder Woman 1984 fashion, right? Exactly, remember the 80s? It's so bright and colorful. Please don't look at this bad movie. Look at our fun clothing. Steve Trask has a fucking fanny pack. Fuck you, like. It's it's nothing like that. It, it, they don't necessarily call attention to the fact that they're all wearing authentic clothing, but it does help disguise the fact that, like, you really do feel by the end of the film that you're watching more a documentary than a narrative film.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – I agree 100%. I think this is a great movie. I think it is a great – I'm sorry. I thought that was so funny that you you said, I think this is the spiritual successor. Because I think that's what everyone (laughs) says when they mention this movie. Like, I've heard, I've seen that said on Reddit like a thousand times. I just never even realized it's literally on the poster for the movie. (laughs) I know. That's so fucking funny. I I, I
2: haven't seen this movie, but I I was wondering because you kind of mentioned about like how much baseball plays a role in this movie. And it sounds like it's kind of just like it's like a background vehicle for these characters to do other things things that's more about the relationships there uh do you think baseball here could be swapped out with a different sport and it would still be essentially the same movie or no what a great question
1: that that is that is a great question i i think baseball is a fundamental enough element in the film because baseball unlike a lot of other sports you have you know your nine man nine men on the field plus really a rotation of maybe another nine like you don't have that many people on a baseball team you could say the same about basketball you could honestly basketball would be even less and football's insanely more yeah like baseball is that perfect sport where you can have basically an even 20 and every character still feels like they have something to do whereas in like football yeah offensive linemen are very important but they're not fun like no one wants to be an offensive lineman you know and so you can't necessarily get the same sort of camaraderie that you do between everyone on a baseball diamond
2: Gotcha. That's interesting. I didn't think about like the dynamics there between like their role on the field versus yeah, and how that affects oh, yeah. outside. Yeah.
1: No, like the pitcher is essentially the alpha male, which is why it's really interesting that your main character and, and sort of your I guess guide through this new world, um, Jake, is he's like a hotshot pitcher. So he's trying to join, I guess, like the the leaders of the team, for lack of a better term. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I
2: think it's. I,
0: with the... I honestly think it could be it could be swapped out and it could be fine. I think Parker's getting bogged down in some 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 fancy schmancy stuff, but <laughs> I do think the fact that they are on a team, I do think this is a sports movie for sure, and I do think the fact that they are on a team and the aspects that come from that are important to the movie. So I'm not like I I do think that the baseball is maybe not so consequential. Some tweaks in the script could be fine, but. Um, I think the sports is necessary.
1: God damn, this is a hard category to rank. This is really tough. I can go first (laughs) if you
0: want. I think I know. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go. Caddyshack wants some fox catcher. I think. Okay. Um, Okay. I know I brought Foxcatcher, but that was more just because I think it's a really good movie and I wanted people to hear about it and maybe go see it because not a lot of people have. But I think Caddyshack is like, I mean, it's incredible, you know, and I had a sports comedy movie on here and I took it off because, you know, when you're trying to think of the best sports comedy movies, you know, Caddyshack's up there. Happy Gilmore's up there. I'm not going to talk about Happy Gilmore. I almost did. But, you know, and... You just got to pay respects to some because there's so many movies in that genre. So, that like that sports comedy movie, that's like, yeah, so much of that. So, I, I think you got to recognize when that's done well. Cause I was probably, I wouldn't be surprised if that's over half of sports movies um,
1: or sports comedies.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants some. I love Link Letter. Um, I haven't talked about them as much as Edgar Wright obviously but uh he's definitely probably right behind right in terms of my favorite directors uh so i gotta go want some next and then yeah then fox
1: i think that's the right list i think that's the right order that's probably the same one that
2: i would have yeah same here
1: i just i enjoy everybody wants some more than i enjoy Foxcatcher. yeah like Fo- the first time watching fox was a great experience but when no i go back
2: part of me wants to go
1: back
0: no
2: i agree yeah, see, I, 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 I oh god, oh go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I also got to give it to Caddyshack uh, at number one because, like I said, it's kind of like a like a classic at this point. <laughs> and then, and then I obviously really like Linklater's movies, and I like what you said about uh, everybody wants some, so got to put that second. And Foxcatcher does seem interesting, but it's kind of like the least out of the three. I don't even know. Let me see if I can let the people know. I
0: don't even know if Foxcatcher is on
1: streaming anywhere. Um while you're looking that up you yeah. can go ahead and officially crown caddyshack as the lightweight winner of the yes, sports yes with movies. the sweep hey. well done P- Punya uh, with the first it. point it's a of great season two. That's <laughs> one <laughs> that, that's i think that's the right choice
2: nice. hey, i really, agree
1: it feels like the right choice it's on uh amazon prime cool amazon prime nice yeah for, definitely for check three dollars for Catcher three dollars it's not free some.
0: You gotta you rent it on Amazon.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> middleweight. Y'all mind if I go into my middleweight? I yeah, would love that. So on movie weight classes, we kind of have a theme that we like to uh, do for every episode. And I found a lot of trouble <laughs> connecting this theme to this episode. What theme is that, you ask? Oh, well, of course, it's talking about meta movies. Have to have at least one meta movie in this list, and to me, there's only a couple meta sports movies out there. One I mentioned earlier is uh, Sean William Scott's Goon, but I, I don't love Goon that much. It's it's a fine movie. The sequel's trash. Really, when I think of a meta sports movie, the first movie that comes to mind. Is 2008's The Wrestler, which is uh, directed by Darren Aronofsky, written by Robert Siegel, stars Mickey Rourke, Mar- Marissa Tomei, and Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah this is a heavy ass movie man this is a really tough watch um for context it's about a sort of former and like faded professional wrestler who knows that he needs to retire from wrestling but wrestling is the only thing that kind of brings him joy brings him happiness in this world and he's really struggling with substance abuse throughout the entire movie And the whole film is essentially surrounding whether or not he should wrestle in one last match. And the reason that I say that this movie is a little bit more meta and and fits the meta category a little more is due to the fact that Mickey Rourke is playing Randy the Ram Robinson in this film. And Mickey Rourke has had a, a... let's say, uh, troubled career over his years. Um, And he... Mickey Rourke has one of those faces where if he pops up in anything, you know right away it's him. So the fact that through a majority of this movie, I didn't realize he was the one playing the Ram, it really is a testament to how well he just falls into this role. And I, I, I cannot describe how heavy this movie is it is an aronofsky film so you kind of you have to know that going into it um for context aronofsky's the filmmaker who made requiem for a dream pie mother from 2017 Harkin and mother. this was yeah i know this is the movie that followed uh 2006 the fountain which was a pretty pretty bad failure it's a, a hugh jackson movie that is just really like weird real weird real, weird, real heavy eddie just not a movie for mainstream
0: audiences it's like someone so watched back, 2001 space odyssey and was like how do i how do i alienate people without making it good
1: <laughs> okay let me take all the good aspects of 2001 and pull that right out of there let me just make
0: it a, a movie about a baby flying through space for a
1: while basically. Yeah, that's that's basically the fountain it really is. Um, the wrestler had a budget of six million dollars, ended up grossing around 44 million. I believe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I believe at least the script was nominated for best screenplay. <laughs> Um let me see, nominated for two Oscars while vamp. Oh, uh Mickey Rourke got a best actor nominee, and Mr. Tomei got a best supporting actor nom. And hmm. those two are really what this movie is worth watching for. M- mainly it's Mickey Rourke. You, you this is by far, Mickey Rourke's best performance by a wide, wide margin. And I mean, when you're comparing this to like shit, what was the the Whiplash dude from fucking uh, Iron Man Two? What the hell is that character's name? Do not remember. The that's Whiplash. That's what I think of when I think of yeah. Uh, oh, from the Whiplash. Shitty, was it just Whiplash? It was just Whiplash. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant the movie
0: Whiplash, so I was like. I mean, J.K. Simmons was in Spider-Man, but... it <laughs> would be
1: a much different movie if it was Mickey Rourke instead of J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I really love this movie. And to me, it, it feels like the perfect middleweight, not too high of a budget, still has enough uh, big name actors in it that can keep you interested. And it is Aronofsky at the end of the day. So you're getting to watch one of the weirdest and most interesting directors working today, him attempt a sports movie. Am I wrong? I'm looking at a six million dollar budget. Yes,
0: that is. Hmm. That's very that's very small.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think it's it's due to the fact that the fountain just like tanked two years prior. So Aronofsky didn't have as much juice going for him as he did previously from like Requiem for a Dream and Pie.
0: Um, I think this is Aronofsky's second best movie after Requiem okay. for a Dream. Um, I think Requiem for a Dream is just, is really, really good. I think uh, Black Swan is okay. I know a lot of people like it. Mm hmm. Noah and Mother are garbage. The Fallon is garbage.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Aronofsky's—he's a he's weird—he's a weird director. Obviously, um, that's what he's known for—is that really abstract like stuff? A, a,
1: every movie he has that's a hit, he then follows it up with just like a massive pile of turd.
0: Yeah, and this is a really—I don't know—I feel like out of out of the norm movie for him, but it's really really good. Aronofsky is great. I think it's really yeah. interesting subject matter. Um, I said Aronofsky is great. I mean Mickey Rourke is great. Aronofsky also does really well in this movie, uh, directing it. But uh, Mickey Rourke's fantastic. I think the subject matter is very, very interesting and relatively unexplored in film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good pick. But that budget is very, very low for a middleweight for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's lower than any of our lightweights this movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: For this episode yeah have you seen this Puny?
2: <clears throat> no i haven't um i, I was actually kind of curious you mentioned uh this you this is kind of like more of a meta pick uh what what about it kind of like is meta i guess
1: this is very it reminds me a lot of um travolta in pulp fiction where Travolta in Pulp Fiction was at a point in his career where he was very, very toxic within Hollywood. He wasn't necessarily getting any roles and a lot of that was due to sort of off Off the screen behavior, I guess, for lack of a better term. Okay,
0: so you mean more of a Birdman meta than a more of a Birdman uh, meta meta about sports movies? Okay, okay, yeah. I was was expecting to hear
2: like weird like comments on wrestling or wrestling movies or something like that. I was
0: a little confused, but yes, I get what you're saying.
1: Okay, it it does have that. No, I, I guess what I'm saying is the actor Mickey Rourke and the character of the Ram feel very interconnected and intertwined where you feel like Mickey Rourke is pulling from things from his own life to play this character. That makes sense. Okay. I buy, okay. I buy
0: that. That makes more sense than what I was understanding initially. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's 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 what I, I didn't properly explain it. So no, thank no, no, you that for makes sense. letting me explain that.
0: Yeah. Birdman, yeah.
1: And I, I think that's
0: exactly right. Very similar to how Keaton is handled in Birdman uh and yeah. works yeah. within the script of Birdman. I think you're exactly right. I think Mickey Rourke and the I think that's a great um that's a great point.
1: Yeah. I agree.
2: Uh Punia, you want to go next with your middleweight? Yeah. So, my middleweight is Dodgeball. Uh, it is a sp- it is a comedy movie from God, when did it come out? I, I want to say somewhere in the like it was like
0: 2008. I'm gonna say 2006 as yeah. my guess. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um years ago. Um and this movie 2004. Oh, wow. Even earlier than I thought. That's crazy um this is this is just like a really funny movie uh I remember like obviously we were pretty young when this movie came out but it I, I this movie is so quotable there are a lot of like scenes that I remember from it and I think this movie like really plays to the strengths of its characters More than a lot of Mm -hmm. other these, uh, a lot of other sports comedy movies, in that just every character seems, aside from maybe like the one or two like main main characters, so that they can kind of like ground as the like the straight man characters, but everyone else is just zany, like just over the top, like Ben Stiller's character, um, pretty much all of the other like players on the dodgeball team. Uh, If you don't know about dodgeball, it is a movie about basically this. it's kind of like an underdog movie, and I think that even it even says that on on the title uh, or like yeah, the subtitle. ball, over- a true underdog story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and and basically, yeah, it's about this group of kind of like losery kind of people who have this this gym, and their gym is in risk of being like shut down or taken over by this like massive gym corporation, and so they. Tried to raise the money to save their gym by entering a dodgeball competition. But uh uh-oh, the big corporation has also entered the dodgeball competition. So it's winner take all um and so and it's really funny it stars uh vince vaughn uh ben stiller a lot of, a lot of people in it i'm forgetting names i was surprised to see uh the guy who plays bill dotreeve on king of the hill in it too um <laughs> oh and what was it the the one guy from you've mentioned him in in other movies um alan tudyk yes yeah 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 him yeah baby uh, Yeah, really. Yeah, playing a pirate basically. Uh, Like I said, really funny, like character work, and that's kind of what it's about. Um, And yeah, it's not it's not like a traditional sports movie because obviously, like dodgeball is not like a sports sport like that. I'm sorry if you're a dodgeball player listening to this, Um, but (laughs) uh, it it definitely does kind of like play on top of the those tropes of like the underdog. uh, sports movie of like we got to band together and we gotta we gotta defeat them gang uh but obviously while like kind of making fun of it and like being tongue-in-cheek and you know making just making really good jokes along the way a little dated but still funny
0: it's a dodgeball is great. great 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 movie funny funny movie um very funny I would I would join a recreational dodgeball league. I mean I'm just saying
2: personally. Oh in, yeah. In oh yeah yeah yeah. I was only saying that in the sense no, of no, like but professional yeah, I know. sports. But yeah, yeah. Like
0: listen listen, listen, listen. Like dodgeball. Like <laughs> in football, you have to hit people. You gotta you know, like there's like that interaction. And in dodgeball, half the game is just running away. I like that. That's good. I can do that. All right. Um, but really I think that this movie is I just said the exact same thing about your last pick, Punya, about Caddyshack. But dodgeball is like the the next generation of Caddyshack, I think. Yeah, and, and that this is the interesting the the and in the way that this is a com- the comedy sports movie for people our age. I think. I think Caddyshack yeah. is usually people a little older than us. Uh, you know, like if you're in your 20s right now, I think dodgeball. Um, every constantly quoted when i was in yeah, school If you can dodge you know? a wrench you can oh, dodge yeah. a ball <laughs> you know like you go over your friend's house you watch it and it's like oh i watched it like two weeks ago it's like i don't care let's watch dodgeball okay we're gonna yeah. watch dodgeball. <laughs> like this movie was was a big part i I've, I've seen it many many times and it's hilarious and i don't even particularly usually enjoy vince vaughn i think he's great in this though um and i love ben stiller I, he's, some people think he's kind of cheesy in terms of a comedian, you know, because like <laughs> Night in the Museum and stuff. But
2: I think Ben Stiller's hilarious, yeah. uh, yeah. and I, I think this is a great movie. I think I mean that to to Ben Stiller's uh, benefit. He he plays the cheesiest character. He is a cartoon character in this. Oh yeah, like, oh, really, guy? Good. You want to <laughs> you want to step up to me like that kind of kind of dude? <laughs> um, a couple things to mention
1: about this movie. Number one. Uh, Fucking Rip Torn as Patches of Houlihan is my favorite character in this entire film. Every single line he has, is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, I like it because it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> it's just shit about his character. That is so goddamn funny to me. Um, this movie also has one of, if not the most unintentionally funny cameos in movie history which is uh lance armstrong telling the main character not to give up and not to resort to cheating (laughs) (laughs) it's the fucking funniest thing i've ever like that's a joke that you can't write because of how well everything played out after the fact um I just, I love that bit. It's still it, unbelievable that they got it, Lance Armstrong,
2: of all people. <laughs> and, last and that thing was, to that was about before this the stuff came out of him? Yeah, that was before, wow. before the scandal. I, I, yeah, I literally I thought, probably when I watched it, I thought it was a tongue-in-cheek joke about that. No, uh,
1: <laughs> no. it was before <laughs> the scandal. Yeah, that's why it's so great. So this director, Rawson Ro- uh, Mar- Marshall Thurber, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, Can y'all just take a guess? He directed an action movie from the last three years. Do y'all have any idea what action movie the guy that made Dodgeball turned around and made? I already saw the
0: answer, but... (laughs) What is it?
1: He made fucking Skyscraper
0: with The Rock.
1: (laughs) He also made
0: Central Intelligence, which was also with The Rock.
1: Oh, i don't that movie was understand how you go from dodgeball to we're the millers to fucking (laughs) sky
2: as a side note i central intelligence is a movie i was expecting to be bad i expected it to be like like ride-along type movie and it was actually pretty good i think the rock is
0: really really good i enjoy the rock a lot and i think kevin hart is good in doses yeah very small doses He's a small yeah, guy because
1: he's short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what's your middleweight?
0: Um, my middleweight is going to be uh, well, let me ask y'all a question. What is the most exciting part about sports?
2: Huh? Winning.
0: <laughs> Popcorn, winning, hitting no, people. It's, yeah, hitting people. Well, <laughs> what if I told you it was math? Whoa, oh. Wow! Oh, now you're speaking my language.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my,
0: <laughs> my pick is gonna be Moneyball, um, which is a movie from the director who actually also directed uh Bennett Miller, right? Yeah, Bennett Miller also directed Foxcatcher, uh starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill um and Fina Fina. Fina Fina Seymour Hoffman, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, <laughs> <Fina> Seymour, <laughs> Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. This is a movie about Billy Bean, the general manager for the Oakland Athletics, a uh a baseball team in Oakland, uh, that at the time uh where this movie is set is kind of not doing too hot. And you don't have to
1: say at the time when it comes to the A's and being bad. It's I, just I know always. nothing about
0: baseball. I know zero. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're bad. The A's could not exist
1: anymore for all I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, actually, didn't the A's almost draft Kyler Murray? Yes, Okay. They did draft him. Yeah, I actually did know that. All right, anyway, um, Billy Bean, he meets Jonah Hill's character, whose name is Peter Brand, um, who has basically revolutionized or is in the process of revolutionizing the way that baseball teams are uh, created and how the game is played, relying on numbers rather than, you know, looking at a guy and they look like they can hit a ball. Good. It's like who, who gets, who gets walked the most, you know, like who gets the most walks because walks aren't flashy, but they win games, you know, Mm -hmm. like and stuff and breaking players down to numbers like that. And kind of follows their fight against the establishment of baseball in order to get create a team with that vision that can be successful and follow their team's story through the season. Um, and it's a really good movie, it's really, really well written. Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill are excellent. Uh, um, was this Jonah Hill's first like kind of dramatic thing? Am I wrong in saying that it was right? Uh, um, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, And I actually didn't realize it's written by Aaron Sorkin, which makes a lot of sense. I was
1: just about to mention that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Yeah, the dialogue feels very Sorkin-ass.
0: Yeah, uh, this and, you know, it's a part of sports that is becoming more and more relevant today. This like ideology that they present in this Mm -hmm. movie is kind of it has been adopted and continues to like become more and more relevant. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, whatever your feelings are on that matter. Uh, but this movie is really good for putting context on how that came into being. And it's an interesting perspective on sports that you don't usually see or think about. It's, you're not thinking about the general managers. You're thinking about the star players, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's a cool behind the scenes look. I think it was a great movie. Uh, the budget was uh, $50 million also, by the way.
2: I was actually just about to like look up the inflation for it. Do do we feel like this is actually kind of bordering on like a heavyweight or what? I originally
1: I, I, I feel that.
0: I originally had it in heavyweight um but I couldn't have my heavyweight that I wanted to have and have this in just cuz it has almost three times the budget yeah i was, I was gonna say it just
2: seems it just seemed funny like putting like a movie with brad pitt and jonah hill in middleweight but at the same time we put a movie with steve carell uh and channing tatum and uh right. mark and ruffalo the, in and Flight. the reception
0: yeah. and box office too like this movie did very 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 well yes, um But scope wise and production wise, it doesn't necessarily I don't know. I don't think besides the fact that Brad Pitt's on the screen, it doesn't feel like a big movie. And I think the budget, I think 50 million is kind of in the honestly in the middle of middleweight, like in Mm -hmm. terms of size. And but I understand with Aaron Sorkin and Brad Pitt, like those are big names. Jonah Hill, less so at the time. Uh, It was more novelty at the time that he was in it. Um, but like even looking back now, like I understand why this looks like a heavyweight, but I, I do think it's a middleweight. I think the scope and the feel of the story contributes to that. Okay. That's fair.
1: This, this movie is the perfect dad movie. That is <laughs> like, that's, I under, yeah. Your dad's and favorite I, movie. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. It really is like your dad's favorite. Well, actually that's, that's my heavyweight, but, um, <laughs> I think this movie Which is, is more of a heavyweight because, <laughs> to me, this is the sports movie you can show anyone. Anyone can understand what's going on in this movie, and you don't necessarily have to love the sport. Because really, I mean, when I don't... you think about it, yeah, when you think about this movie, there's not that much baseball going on. Because you're right, it is mostly about the behind-the-scenes nature of the team. Uh, wow this is this is interesting i i can 100 percent see it both being a middle and a heavyweight i was honestly
0: surprised that the budget was as low as it was me too Hmm. yeah me
2: too
1: what's what's a credit to this movie more than anything is the most interesting scene in this film by like a wide wide margin is a scene involving brad pitt and jonah hill calling people yeah that's it they're just on the phone but it is so captivating and that's a hundred percent like all entirely falls on sorkin if sorkin was not involved in this movie this movie does not work nearly as well as it does i'm curious how do y'all feel in general about about
2: sorkin like, I, think I haven't seen much like negative opinion about him
0: Well, I think he, I think he's great. I think he's up his own butt a little bit, but I also like (laughs) incredibly respect him, like and think he's an incredible writer. But also, and then especially in the West Wing, dude, some episodes of the West Wing, you're like man, you just need to calm down a little
2: bit. But, <laughs> he, off,
1: he, yeah. he definitely shows off a lot. Here's, here's my take on, on Sorkin. I think if you get the right actor to recite Sorkin dialogue, it, nothing sounds better in movies, mm-hmm. literally nothing. I don't think there is a single scene better than the opening scene of the social network. Yeah. I was about, that, to, mm-hmm. I was
0: about to just triple. Ch- I was literally opening a tab yeah. to triple check that he wrote that. Cause I was pretty sure.
1: Yeah. I but that being said, a movie like Molly's Game doesn't work nearly as well because I don't think Jessica Chastain can do the Sorkin dialogue as well as Michael Sarah or not Michael Sarah, uh, Jesse Eisenberg could do it. Michael <laughs> same Sarah's same in person. Molly's Game. Well, Michael, he's in Molly's Game and he's actually good with the dialogue, um, which is why I was thinking of him. Oh. I think he. I think that's because.
0: Uh, with the, mono, the mono, like, monologue aspect, there's two types of Sorkin dialogue. There's super monologue and there's super back forth. Yes. There's like very little in between. And I think Michael Sarah is very good at natural dialogue with another person. Like when he is in a scene with another person, he is very good at seeming like he's actually in a conversation. And that is, that's what really makes Sorkin, like that fast back and forth. That's what really makes that work, you know?
1: I think it's also because Sorkin comes from a playwriting background that his his movies feel. I mean, like *Trial of the Chicago 7 was literally just a play. I that was about to ask. I was about to ask what you thought two. about I that. Not, was not a fan. Really? I liked. Mm. I liked a lot of it. I hated Eddie Redmayne. I thought he should have been a different actor entirely. And I thought it was weird that their kind of like selling point was Sasha Baron Cohen, who was good. Don't get me wrong. But he's also playing Abby Hoffman, who's – like he dies when he was 24 or 25 or something yeah. like that. And having this 40-year-old man play him, <laughs> kind of, it's it's the same problem that Judas and the Black Messiah has, where if you're taking this famous person from American history who a big aspect of this person was how old they are, and then you give it to a 30-year-old man, a 40-year-old man, it kind of takes away an inherent quality of that mm,
2: character. I see so. that
1: um that's it i watched it i mean it was man. fine that's what i thought yeah, i thought it was uh, fine if it, if it wins an oscar it's ridiculous but this is also one of the worst oscar years in recent memory so i could see it that um, or borat right <laughs> <laughs> i would love that after that
0: tangent of all tangents um yeah i think uh, i've got my list though.
1: okay <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go wrestler, dodgeball, moneyball, only because I ball is a heavyweight to me. Yeah, you I, put dodgeball see, first or second? Second.
2: Okay. See, I would have gone moneyball, dodgeball, wrestler, but also for the same reason If I feel like moneyball is kind of a, a heavyweight, or you could argue for it in that. So I'm gonna go dodgeball, moneyball, wrestler.
0: Dodgeball, moneyball, wrestler. Okay, I think that. I'm going to still give it to Moneyball. I don't think a movie should be considered a heavyweight just cuz it overperforms, which is what I think this movie did. I think this was just a really good middleweight that got, you know, it's punching up. Uh we I've said that okay. before. That's that's, yeah. that's that's my take on it. Um so I'm going to put it first and then I'm probably going to go mm, Wrestler and Let's then go. Dodgeball. Okay. Let's go, baby. <laughs> wrestler gets the win then it's actually a tie oh but two ones to wrestler okay i see or no no because i gave wrestler a two and dodgeball three okay i'm sorry i'm bad at this
1: yes (laughs) congratulations just by the skin of my teeth (laughs) wait no we all tied i'm taking the win i don't care (laughs) we no we
0: we all tied we all got one of each vote (laughs) oh shit (laughs) <laughs> i don't think this
1: is has this never happened before i don't i
0: don't dun,
2: know dun, dun.
0: What, what, what does it mean <laughs> what do we do what do we do oh um, god um, um um jumper let's go Jumper, jumper's the winner <laughs>
1: we'll just call that one a draw good picks though i think that was a really good category yeah. cool yeah maybe it's just me but i sort of feel like heavyweights a category that we could almost speed round yeah, because yeah. Yeah. At least at least for me I don't have a lot to say about my heavyweight. Me either. I'll I'll go I'll go right into it. My heavyweight's 2004's Miracle. Um which is about the story of uh Herb Brooks who was a former hockey player turned coach that has to take a group of college kids to the 1980 uh, Olympics to then take down what at the time was considered the greatest force in hockey. Um, which was the Soviet team. And so this is the movie about the U.S.'s miracle victory over the Soviet team um, with just a bunch of scrappy college kids. And miracle to me is the exact definition and exact sort of – kind of culmination of everything we've been talking about of all the tropes of of the sports movie so you know you have your underdog your no one believes in us your halftime speech that changes everything like literally every trope that could be in a sports movie is in this movie yet it it's played very um like wholesomely so it still works and it doesn't feel like it never feels as cliche as it is um, okay. this is excellent great awesome movie and you're exactly right it
0: is the it is the prototypical sports movie but not yeah. a cliche but done well that's a, the best way to describe it um yeah. and uh it hits all the notes it hits all the lows it hits all the highs they win in the end and also it's a metaphor for overcoming socialism because everything has to be um of so <laughs> yeah of course um so yeah good movie i like it Kirk what what movies would you?
2: What movies did you say that this like inspired? Is it? Do you think it's like it's kind of like it had influence even, on? Oh god,
0: I don't even know if it's necessarily the one that inspired. I think that these tropes have existed before this movie. Okay. I think okay. this movie. I, I think this movie just kind of collected all of the cliches in the sports genre and then did them right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes like, sense. Have That's you seen? You, it. you know the Office episode Threat Level Midnight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That movie that he makes in that. This is like. That is like the sp- like that for sports movies. Okay, like got you. level
1: midnight is Bond movie miracles sports movies. Yeah, okay, we'll, okay. Well, just, that just makes in terms sense. of like
0: it hits the cliches, but also this is good, and the other one is not yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and this is this is a pick entirely for my dad. Shout out my dad. Um, oh man, good old, he old Greg. Fucking love, loves this movie, man. Uh, what you got, Pune?
2: Yeah, so I got Blades of Glory um, with Will Ferrell and. God, I'm forgetting the guy's name. John Hader, um, Hater? yeah, yeah. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, basically. Um, and so this—it's a movie about these two professional uh, ice skaters who basically they—they uh, they get disqualified from skating professionally, and then they find a loophole where if they team up together, then they can compete. So that's what they do, and then a lot of the com- comedy comes from just kind of their struggles as uh, as a team of two and uh it's in a way it's kind of like a it's like a buddy cop movie set to like a skating theme in the sense that it's just a lot of focus like on the like misfit between these two and they have to work together but they just can't like they're just at odds um and yeah just a lot of a lot of really funny jokes a lot of quotable lines this is where the that sample of like it uh gets the people going it's provocative that where that comes from um <laughs> Yeah, again, it's not like a super traditional sports movie, but it does cover it does kind of follow that um, theme of like, you know, got to work together to defeat the bad guys or I mean, not the bad guys, but to, you know, reach the goal line. Uh, but yeah, funny movie, good cast. Um, Will Ferrell, John Hader, uh, Jenna Fisher, um, there's a couple others. But
1: yeah, dude, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler in this movie oh, yeah. fucking got crack this. me up. Yeah. They crack me up the entire time they're on screen.
0: Yeah, um, w- weird question because I realized that I did not. I have seen this movie, but when you told me the movie, what is the ping pong one? Um, oh, oh,
2: Balls of Fury. Balls <laughs> I, of. I was okay. thinking about that too. <laughs> I was thinking about that movie for heavyweight or middleweight too, but then I realized it's just not like, a good movie, whereas, like, Dodgeball and Blades of Glory are, like, good comedy movies, I th- like, that hold up as movies. I I feel like Balls of Fury is a little bit more silly, but I don't know. Um,
0: I...
1: Balls of Fury, I, I think is hilarious in retrospect, but dude the main character's name is fucking randy daytona like,
2: that is incredible.
1: <laughs> regardless of balls of fury randy,
0: <laughs> uh, i got them confused but no, i have also seen so blades similar. of glory i have also seen blades of glory and it is a very funny movie do you think john heater is happy
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean like dude, I I mean I I feel like I mean here I am being like, oh yeah, so Napoleon Dynamite was in this which I'm sure is something that happens to him all the time. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Huh. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that just broke me so. Much. Really <laughs> broke
0: me. <laughs> just curious, I haven't thought about I him in a long happening. time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
2: because I don't know what he's in other than that and this. Um, what I don't. The last I, movie oh, oh, he was in
0: the bench Warmers? Come on, great movie. Oh, okay, um,
2: okay. The bench
1: warmers. I forgot about that I, piece you, of shit. I, hey,
2: <laughs> that would have been a good pick for this too. I think I thought about it.
0: Um, my, I, I think that's a great movie. I like it. Yeah, like it. is that how many? I thought there would be more Will Ferrell on here. Honestly, uh-huh. um, yeah, we were we were talking about kicking I and screaming really, earlier. That would have been good.
1: Semi pro. I semi-pro. really wanted to yeah. pick. I really wanted to pick Talladega Knights. Talladega oh, Nights. I almost did it. I almost did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that I think is the best of his sports movies like by by far
2: yeah, yeah. i am a fan of stand pro though that was really good and with, and- with andre 3000 and that's a fun <laughs> <says>. coffee black
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um what you got mark yeah have you ever wondered what if anime was acid <laughs> <laughs> yes well drive the movie for you <laughs> this is speed racer uh by the aronofsky <laughs> siblings um, couchy uh, yes of course the wachowski of matrix matrix fame um mm-hmm. and i said Aronofsky, didn't i i yeah. just realized yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah of matrix and cloud Atlas, uh v for vendetta you know they're all over the place this is speed racer which is one of their lesser known movies which is a bummer considering you had a budget of 120 million dollars um it did not make that back uh which I think It not- wasn't this
1: movie like a huge flop.
0: Yeah, massive, <laughs> yeah. enormous, enormous flop. Which I think this is now the second. I did Moneyball and then two flops. Um <laughs> 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 But this movie I think is very charming. This is kind of a personal pick, I guess. My father, shout out Paul. Um I would also like to point if Parker's dad is listening, I know your name. I, I said it wrong intentionally uh <laughs> um, please don't hear good old me. Greg. Uh, good old greg um anyway uh speed racer it, the the original anime from the 60s my father loved and we had the dvds when i was a kid and we would watch them all the time um and so i recognize that as an ip speed racer is not really beloved or cared by a lot of people anymore but it's got a place in my heart and i think this is a pretty faithful adaption. and it's also just nuts man this movie is bonkers uh it's is hard this to movie ex-
1: with the monkey yes yeah
0: the little kid and the monkey yeah yeah um these the world that is created and i i don't know what studio did the special effects they're they're relatively dated looking now but It's still like zany enough that it could be a choice, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be intentional. And this movie is basically just a the narrative is unnecessary, not super there. This is visuals and experience. It's just A trip to go on and because I will put it into sports movie because the best part of the movie are the racing sequences. A majority of the movie are the racing sequences. The cinematography does really interesting stuff. And then the track will do, you know, like a cool Hot Wheels loopy loop. And it's like, wow, car go upside down and the camera go upside down, too, and stuff like that. And I think it's just a really fun ride.
2: I was looking up stills of this because I know I really liked the visuals, and even if, like you said, like the the VFX are a little, a little outdated, but uh, I mean it still looks really nice in what they tried to do with like just the experimental looks. looks Looks cool as hell. Um, but as I was looking at stills, I I see this picture of. John Goodman looking like Mario. Is yeah, he's the, yeah, I he's the bring,
1: dad. I was gonna bring that up. Dude. He's the dad, <laughs> dude. What the fuck is Susan Sarandon doing in this movie? <laughs> dude, the cast is
0: like not even consequential. I like literally didn't even feel like reading it out. But yeah, it's a little <laughs> interesting. Matthew Fox is also here. Um, it's. I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain this movie. I really wanted to talk about it. Now I feel like I have nothing to say. But I really encourage everyone <laughs> to go watch this if you've got hundred and thirty-five minutes because it, it's just oh, nuts. Holy yeah. shit! It's that long.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> they just had that n- much plot yeah, to a, tell with that. <laughs> that's a lot more speed racing than I wanted. to Right? <laughs> <So, laughs> I mean, this is the like hell an hour-long movie. Fox. <laughs> Matthew Fox was on top of the world with Lost, and then he's in nothing. Yeah. um, (laughs) What a guy. I
0: think he got. uh, I think he got. Wasn't he like a bad dude or something? Oh, maybe. I think he just got kind of stuck in Lost. You know, such a big show. A lot of the people on that show had trouble getting work afterwards. Hmm. You when you get kind uh, of pigeonholed. Yeah, Hurley. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Big Lost fan, Parker. I don't give a fuck about Lost.
1: (laughs) I tried watching it. I don't give a shit, man. Once I got (laughs) to a stupid-ass hatch in the middle of the island, I'm like, I'm out.
0: (laughs) You didn't even get to the polar bear.
1: No, I got to I remember the polar bear. Okay. I remember right, the polar right, bear. Right, right. Yeah. No, I remember that. There was like a smoke monster and then they had to go back. I don't fucking know. We need to this wrap this sports. up. We need oh to my wrap God, this yeah. up. Uh, I didn't think we okay. would have
0: spent more time talking about nonsense than the like this is like 2080 yeah, This has been a real nonsense episode. <laughs> if you're still with us at the hour and six minute mark here, thank you.
1: <laughs> thank um, you. Oh, man. Get ready for the heavyweight winners. Y'all have your lists? Yeah. Um do you want to run down one more time? What were the? It was Speed Racer, Blades of, Blades Glory, of Glory, and Miracle, and, and Miracle. I I don't want to put Miracle first, but I'm going to. I think you probably should probably do. Yeah, that. Like, I mean, it's, it's Parker's chalk pick of the week again. But uh, just compared to the other two, I enjoy Miracle more, and I'm gonna give it to Blades of Glory over Speed Runner,
2: Speed Runner, Speed Racer. <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm going to go with the same um, list.
2: I, same I feel list. like Miracle is the it's the obvious pick for this because it seems like the main actual sports movie, whereas the other ones seem like kind of deviations, but still good. Um, and I, I like Blades of Glory a lot, so i got to give it second. Speed um, Racer's okay. cool, but yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, Speed Racer is cool, so I'm going to give it first. Um, <laughs> uh... Really, more is Miracle already won, but more is a, a cry for help after whatever this past hour has been. Um,
1: and I'm going to put
0: Blades of Glory at 2 and Miracle at 3 because Parker stole the Season 0 championship from me. Um, so right, I didn't Miracle is garbage. By the way, I still haven't gotten my belt yet. Um, it is not even out for delivery. I'm a little confused. Ooh, uh, <laughs> but... One day, hopefully. Well, my belt. Parker's belt. We can dream. Parker's belt. Get your pronouns right. (laughs) Right. Anyway, um, so that's going to be Miracle is the winner. Caddyshack will have won Lightweight, and we had a three-way draw the first ever somehow for... uh, for middleweight there. So They're mostly thank, a better. Uh,
2: Rock, paper, thank scissors. Thank you,
1: Caddyshack, Jumper, and Miracle for our winners for this week. <laughs> <laughs> just, if, if we have a tie, it's going to Jumper. I don't care what the category is. I'm giving
0: myself the point then.
1: I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's wrap up this fever dream of an episode. <laughs> thank, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Movie Weight Classes. Bi-weekly podcast out every other week wednesday we we're gonna try to get back on schedule because we've had uh, a couple missed deadlines here this last few weeks but, i don't know what you're talking about yeah Wait. no 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 idea i definitely didn't screw up two recordings in a row um but hey we're here we're getting the episodes out for y'all new episode every other wednesday make sure to give us five stars on apple or give us one star just give us a star please we're desperate for stars. <laughs> Um, and we I don't think we've decided what the next episode is, so stay tuned for a, a spooky special surprise episode next time. But not horror. Don't get the but wrong idea. Horror. Yeah, it, 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 spooky was the bad word. Special <laughs> surprise episode. Thank you Thanks you guys for joining us so for much. another episode, y'all. <laughs>